time most of the time. All right. Our reading from Body, Mind, and Spirit. Our quote starts with a name I can't pronounce. Go figure. Miguel de Cervantes. He got the better of himself, and that's the best kind of victory one can wish for. During active addiction, we were truly our own worst enemies. No one could have harmed us as much as we harmed ourselves. We were on a collision course with death, self-destructive, and sometimes suicide. With death, self-destruction, and sometimes suicidal, it seemed we've never got the better of ourselves. For most of us, the pain finally proved to be too much, and we began the first steps of change. At first, we desperately held on to any anchor we can find, one day at a time, praying for the help we needed. Gradually, though, we found we could master our self-destructive urges. We began to choose people, places, and things more carefully. We began to appreciate the world around us in a new way. We learned a new respect for our body, mind, and spirit. We learned we, were very, we very much wanted to stay here and be a healthy, happy part of the world. We learned our weaknesses and strengths and how to be gentle with our fragile selves. Now, with the help of our higher power and our 12-step programs, we grow more confident and self-loving every day. Today, help me continue to grow in confidence and love. Well, that ties a lot of the things we've been talking about together. Especially that meaty middle paragraph about starting to appreciate the world, learning a new respect for our mind and body and spirit, and getting past those first initial thoughts, whether it's, you know, through the one day at a time and, and just getting through those urges. I had a lot of good information in there. I think that one of the best parts of the pandemic is that the casinos are closed. I mean, granted, I feel bad for the employees. I'm not wishing people to be out of their jobs. But it really gives folks that maybe have been on the bubble about quitting gambling an opportunity to kind of clear their heads if you know if they were casino gamblers now I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that if people want to bet they can still bet without casinos being open but I know I know my my body in mind, I think, if I can remember right, of course the casinos were never closed when I was gambling, but I don't know that if I couldn't get to the casino, I would necessarily trade it off, but I don't, I didn't know about online betting and all that crazy stuff either back then, so who knows, maybe that would have been the case, but it was more just if I couldn't get there, I'd be planning my next trip there, and I think that you know, if we're on 30 days, 40 days, 60 days of 
them being closed, we have a lot more time to reflect about what we want. And it, it's been a conversation. I had asked the rooms a couple weeks ago, you know, how does everybody feel? And I loved that, you know, they were talking to me almost like I was a new person. They didn't, you know, they don't know who I am per se. I was just asking as a generic way. And I must have asked it to give the impression like I was a little bit newer, that I was struggling with it. And man, people were die hard. You know, if you work your recovery, it doesn't matter. And um, do your step work and that kind of stuff. So people were pretty passionate about you can survive when they open back up. And it looks like the conversation is continuing that, you know, people are asking, you know, are you, are you nervous? And, and there's a lot of mixed opinions about, you know, is it just applying your, your recovery program, whatever that is, you know, we, we have an opportunity to work a little harder at our recovery. In most cases, if you're gaining time, if you're on the front lines and doing double shifts, probably not as much, but you don't have time to gamble either, I guess. There's also the school of thought of signing off, which we haven't really, I don't think we really talked about in any great detail, but you can do paperwork with the casino to exclude yourself. And if you get caught, you can, the penalties could be as severe as getting arrested. And it also, one of the ways to get caught is by trying to cash in a ticket or, you know, go to the window and ask for a cash advance. So it's a deterrent when you sign off. Now, I won't tell you that I I don't know if people who go in and play small bets and, and ride the wave, I guess it's just as much of the thrill or it's how sick the addiction is. It, it really, I wish I could get nor like normal people to understand I hate using that word it's a bad word people who don't have gambling addiction I wish they could understand that almost zombie the motions the motions when your car drives on autopilot or your body goes to the ATM card on autopilot how you just don't even know that it's money or time or anything when you're in the in the gambling zone it's it's absolutely ridiculous how you know, like for me, I drink a lot of water during the day and I'm probably up once an hour to go pee. But at the casino, I could sit there for hours without peeing. Of course, I'm not drinking, so I'm dehydrated. Um, anyway, so it it's just it's just something to think about. How will we handle it when the casinos open back up? Will it be a. Will it be like a big relief? Like, okay, yay, I can finally go back if we're still active and our brain hasn't had enough time to calm down? Or will it be a, oh shit, because I think it's going to be um, a struggle for me and I might be tempted to go? Or is it going to be irrelevant? I, I, I hope it's irrelevant. I hope that folks have gotten to spend some time really looking within and and it not being an issue, you know, I, I'm on the, I don't, I don't know if this is, I'm not overly confident. I, I need to start it with that, but 
you know, living in front of a casino, it has become irrelevant. It's just part of the landscape when I, you know, when I walk to work or, or go out to my car, cause I can see it, you know, pretty much all the time, unless I'm in this room talking to you. Um, and it's, it's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't create cravings or whatever, but I feel like I've built up my suit of armor too. And again, not being complacent or overconfident about it. I just, I can't even fathom because I know, I clearly know what would happen. If I went in once, I'd, I'd be back in another craze like in 2016. But why would I want to give up so many things to go back? So as long as I keep that top of mind, it it stays irrelevant. You know, this is this is a, good life I'm living. I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I have a, you know, a good job. I'm happy to be trying to serve and give back in the gambling community and educate people. I have some very big dreams around that, that, you know, I'm fortunate to kind of have a have a why. I don't know all my hows yet, but I know that they'll come because I have, you know, the optimism and the and the faith that it's going to all work out. So I wouldn't want to give up that place. I don't remember having this much calm ever when I was gambling. Not ever. And it's probably because I was consistently lying, sneaking, you know, whatever... I needed to do to bed at work. I wasn't at work because I wanted to do a good job. I was at work because I want, I needed money to gamble or, you know, to fix the problems. So, and some of that comes with the, you know, the internal work of just the journey and the healing. So yeah, that's my two cents so far on the casinos opening back up. I hope that you guys have a, a good Wednesday. I am going to give a shout out for drinking your water again. <laughs> Got to keep this stuff top of mind. It's so easy to slip if we're not in the habits. I know I'm I'm trying to get in a lot of new routines while I'm home. And hopefully they'll stick when I get back to the hustle and bustle of normal work. You know, maybe it's I don't get out for a bike ride every morning, but maybe I am, you know, back to walking to work pretty easily and, and that kind of stuff. It's so easy to talk yourself out of doing the good things. I don't know if you experience that, but I do. I, I know I'm still waking up thinking about, I was thinking about coffee this morning and I was thinking about a cigarette and it's no different than gambling really. I had to be like, okay, well, if you have a coffee, it might knock you out of ketosis because I like a whole shit ton of cream. Is it worth it after, you know, the last four or five days or however long? Again, a loose track of time. But after putting all the effort into um, getting back in ketosis, and then if I have the coffee, I'm going to definitely want to smoke. And do I want to now give up the amount of days, even though it's not, you know, it's, it's not years or whatever, but I have a little bit of time that I could be proud of that I haven't had a cigarette. I mean, I also want to get to the point where I don't have patches on and I'm not using the vape, but it's still no cigarettes and it's progress, right? Progress, not perfection. 
So, yeah, the urges come, and, and some of this, doing this now is deliberate because I don't suffer from gambling urges a whole lot anymore, and I wanted to make sure that I was really relating to what what people might be feeling right now, you know, and, and a lot of the feelings, I think, come from fear and money. Those seem to be the top two issues in mind and I I guess because I believe everything happens for a reason and the universe is going to do a good job that I don't have that fear I'm just kind of going with the flow and then money again because I have my faith that like I'm just like all right well if I don't have money I'll go make more it's you know I could probably the way that I had grocery shopped prior, I probably could still live here for another three months without grocery shopping just because I buy it, you know, at these big warehouse stores and it's only for me. So things last quite a while. <laughs> so I'm actually looking at the opportunity to, you know, get through all this stuff. But anyway, so those two things aren't obstacles for me. So I don't know how relatable I can be in some cases. And it's important that I understand you know, where people are coming from so that hopefully I'm talking about the right things and, you know, serving you the right way because that's, that's what I want to do. I, I definitely, you know, benefit from talking to you every day and, and you know, doing the podcast as a whole, getting to kind of chat with you and download. And like I said, it's it's almost like a journal for me and it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what you know, November looks like compared to last November. Anyway, um, yeah, growing and moving forward. Everybody have a fabulous hump day and I will...